I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Misfits Tomorrow. And this is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. <laughs> it's a show all about women who are friends who watch wrestling. Wrestlings. Today we're talking the Mae Young Classic 2. Dose. Dose. Return of the Women. Return. Of Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I've been saying Mae Young Classic 2 Electric Boogaloo this entire time. Good, good. Um, I, for anyone who's missed previous episodes, I actually went to Florida and attended the Mae Young Classic. And so I got to see things firsthand and... And I have a bunch of spoilers and information. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we get into that, if you're joining us for the first time, please let us pass this digital collection plate your way and ask that you either give us five stars on iTunes or $3 on Kofi.com slash Sarah the Rebel. It's Kofi because Kofi Kingston is money. Correct. But it's really probably coffee. It is definitely coffee. It's almost, yeah. Almost 100% coffee, but yeah, Kofi. It's Kofi. Um, <laughs> so again, to reiterate, this episode will have spoilers for the Mae Young Classic, which will maybe air the same day this goes up. You never know. You yeah. never know when this is going to go up, but it's going to be airing, um, one, once a week, I believe about four episodes a show. It's, yeah. Four matches a show. As four far matches. As I can, I'm just talking crazy. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fine. We understand. Good. Uh, you know, day after a long weekend, man. Yeah. Get a little sun in your brain. I done, done did some training. I'm exhausted. I had a nice day at the Coliseum. It was a pleasant temperature. Oh, wonderful. Good. Um, so <laughs> we are going to be spoiling it, but this won't be a recap because you can find those online. So we're going to try and not, not be boring and do a recap. Yeah. We're going to, well, Sarah, because you were there, mm-hmm. let's, let's start. Mm-hmm. What was your overall impression of, of the audience because I'm kind of curious as to second year in how people were reacting to everything. It's definitely the NXT audience and they're almost their their own um, monster as well. They're very uh, very loud, very excitable. They're more of an indie style crowd um, than a normal WWE crowd. They all have, uh, there's not all of them, but quite a few of them have characters that they're known for. Like, oh, that's the skipping guy. And then well, now that's Karen. Our friend Karen, who was on the show, she's known mm-hmm. there. You know, so it was kind of a more of a family indie show vibe than a WWE show. And they knew these girls. They mm-hmm. knew they were, even ones, there was at least one girl I didn't know, Jesse. Elbin or Elabin, I can't mm-hmm. remember. I she means nothing to me, and bless her because uh, they loved her. They were like, yeah, they were so hyped when she came out. And she does this little um, like high school pose thing where you put the fist under your chin. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's like a cheerleader thing is what I associate it with. And she wears like, glasses like a nerd, mm-hmm. and they were all really excited to see her. And I'm like, man, I don't even know who this chick is or anything about her to care yeah. who she is. So very very hype crowd. So that's good. I mean, and it sounds like it's probably the best way for them to go since the main card uh, audiences can be a bit uh, disruptive. Yeah. Uh, so like the small dog you may have heard barking in the background. Oh, what good timing, good Campfire. Timing. <laughs> campfire was at uh, the last pay-per-view taping. Um, <laughs> Didn't like that sh- that shots fired at no, him. No, he did not. He was definitely <laughs> doing that countdown for the... Ziggler uh, Rollins match. He realizes he's made a mistake. Y'all yes. don't know. You don't know. But he his looks, face is. He's like, oh no. He is showing What have it. I done? Um, but the other cool thing about the crowd was so whenever it shows you people in the crowd, um, I don't know if you remember this from the first Mayan classic, but mm-hmm. it would like cut to um, people from like Raw at a SmackDown NXT in mm-hmm. the crowd. Uh, they're not sitting there the whole time, they're brought in and out for specific matches. And so, you know, they'd walk, Samoa Joe would walk out, Alexa Bliss would walk out, and Candice LeRae would walk out. Um, 
and they wouldn't have to be really escorted or anything. There'd just be a seat saved for them in the mm-hmm. specific spot. Um, people, normal people were sitting next to them, not plants or anything. Oh. And, and everyone was being very chill. They were leaving them alone during the important parts. And then right at the end before they'd leave, maybe one or two people would be like, can we take a selfie? And usually they'd say yes. And it was fine. So that was kind of nice to see oh. just a really respectful crowd in general. So we have a different set of announcers this year. Um, yes. Thank God. Beth Phoenix, Renee Young and Michael Cole, right? Correct. Um, it, I couldn't really hear it, so I don't know, but I can only assume that it's better than what we had last year. Um, I watched a clip from last year again mm-hmm. recently and was just like, oh, yeah, so bad. They're, they, they're playing a uh, new Japan pro on, uh, I think access TV now. I can't remember cause I just looked it up and pressed season pass on my thing and they have Michael Cole and uh, not Michael Cole. Sorry. They have, uh, uh, uh Jim, Jim, Ross. Jim Ross doing the American mm-hmm. like broadcast yes. for it. And I just was like. Wow, man, this is, he's not bad. It just was like, man, this is just such a throwback to the game. I think he's normally fine for me when he's paired with good people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Lita is bad people, but she had never done it before. She said they changed a bunch of things last minute. So she just was very unprepared and they need, they needed a third person desperately. They needed at least a Michael Cole. So I'm so happy to see Renee Young commentating because I think- This was like her, um, I think she she broke some sort of record with it about a woman doing commentary Mm -hmm. um, on the WWE. And it seemed fine. And it was also a clue later on that something had gone wrong. Mm. Um, By watching the commentary team, you could actually tell. So what was your favorite match? And what was the match that the crowd popped the most for? Uh, Both are Mako um, matches. Um, Mako Satomura, I believe is how you say her name, but Lord knows, take me, take me to heaven. Cause I can't speak Japanese. Um, but she, my favorite match of hers was the first one she did, which was against killer Kelly. And most people's favorite match was her match versus Mercedes Martinez. That, um, she, both of her matches were the ones to get, sorry, three of her matches were the ones to get the This Is Awesome chance. Nice. But she, her first match was the first one to get a This Is Awesome chant. And that was her match against Killer Kelly. And just watching it as someone who's training as a wrestler and someone who enjoys wrestling, it was just freaking fun. It was a scary at times. Mm-hmm. It was just everything you would want a match to be. I was 100% invested midway through the match. And then her match with Mercedes Martinez was also really cool, but I just felt like her match with Killer Kelly was slightly more, um, more of a story that was being mm-hmm. told versus just, you know, the false finishes to get the crowd hype. Right, right, right. And it worked. The crowd got hype. <laughs> so hype. Too hype. Like kid and play. Too hype. Um, so we'll, we'll, let's, let's, just go ahead and talk about the injury because that was, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty big news coming out. And I think it was one of the only bits of news that even people who were avoiding spoilers uh, paid attention to. Um, and you were there when it happened. Yeah. Um, so she went to do a dive and uh, we heard a bang and I couldn't see her cause I was on the other side of where she landed, but I saw the horrified faces of those around her And the people next to me who were standing up said, I think she hit her knee on the ramp. And um, I don't know this for sure, but sometimes when people have injuries, they will uh, pretend it's a different leg when that person comes back for injury or a different arm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, not always. But um, I wonder if this was the same knee because it wasn't visually the same knee she hurt. Visually, Mm -hmm. they were showing that it was her left knee. Mm -hmm. um, And 
it was the other knee that got hurt, but you never know. It could have been the other knee all along. I yeah. don't know. I, that's just, you know, conjecture on my point. But she uh, she hit it. She screamed. And then they got back in the ring and she's kind of hanging out in the corner and the ref, uh, who I actually know, she has come down here before um, to LA and refed at like ground zero. And she's a very nice person. So I was so proud to see her in, in the ring. Like, I know her. I know that ref. <laughs> she's basically giving her the, can you continue? And giving her the look of, I don't think you can continue. Right, right, right. So a producer comes down to the side, like just kind of walks up so that I guess they could keep her off camera if they needed to. And she's, I see that she's talking to her and I see Tegan does not want to give up. She doesn't, she wants to keep going. I'm like, oh, she must be supposed to win this match. Mm -hmm. And my friends with me didn't believe me about that, by the way, because mm. she was going against Rhea Ripley, who looks so strong in this tournament, looked awesome. We definitely have to talk about her later on in mm -hmm. general. Um, but I could tell, you know, as a wrestler, if you get injured in a match, the most you're going to keep going to do is to get pinned. Yeah. Um, you're not going to try to actually do the rest of the match with an injury. But she was like saying she could do it. So after like some tense minutes of her talking to them, she stands back up and they start the match. And on a drop kick, she just goes to the ground and throws the X up herself. Normally mm -hmm. the, the ref throws up the X. She threw up the X and she's just screaming and sobbing. Oh no. They come, they, they, they pause it. Everyone waits silently. And so we're just in the silent auditorium listening to someone sobbing their entire heart out because mm -hmm. you know that like she was supposed to win this match. Yeah. She was supposed to have something else planned for her. And for the second year in a row, she was injured. Like that's not a good thing in the WWE. They don't like people who are injury prone. Like mm -hmm. I could see all, you could hear all of these thoughts and just pain. Yeah. Um, just from how hard she was crying. And so eventually they were able to get her out. I, I also commend Rhea Ripley because she managed to both be respectful in as a heel could be. Yeah. She was quiet, but she also didn't look scared for her. She didn't look like, cause she didn't break character. Mm -hmm. You know, she just kind of like waited. And then when it was called, she, she stood strong and, and made fun of it. And then the next time she came out, she made fun of the injury by limping out. Like she managed to keep her cool and not right. break the, the magic of wrestling for everybody else. Um, and, Triple H came out afterwards and said, uh, you know, her, and he just said her knee might be broken, but her heart isn't. And mm. I don't, or her leg might be broken, but her heart isn't. We don't know if she broke her leg or right. not. He could have just been saying that for the, yeah, it sounds know, like a, because uh, it sounds cool. Yeah. Right. Nice little saying for yeah. the people's. So it was hard to watch and um, just heartbreaking too, because she, you know, she was injured and this was going to be her year, but I then heard a rumor that she was supposed to win the whole thing. Ooh. And I have to say then I'm really glad that's not the case. Yeah. I am not okay that she got hurt, of course, yeah, 100%. but she was came off as really boring to me. And to the, to the people I was with said the same thing. They were mm -hmm. like, you know, I was kind of looking forward to seeing her because I heard all this hype, but like she had very little personality. Um, I didn't feel like she was stunning in the ring. Like I mm -hmm. needed to be like, Oh my God, she's so talented. Like to me in each of her matches, she didn't she give didn't me pop. anything. She didn't pop at all. Yeah. So if she'd have won the whole thing, I probably would have been like, why? Mm. Yeah. Like it, I, I get not Rhea Ripley because isn't she on one of the other She satellites? just won the UK women's yeah. uh, trip. So that's why I was like, oh, that's why they didn't have her win. But I will say none of the monster-sized girls got past the first round except for Rhea. Mm. So let's talk about Rhea for a moment because yes. 
So the last year when, when Rhea was in the Mayan Classic, she was just like a big girl, whatever. No, it's kind of forgettable, to be honest. She mm-hmm. didn't do bad. She didn't do stellar. She was mm-hmm. just there. This year, she came out. The energy, the charisma, the look, she has it. She is going to be like a big deal for uh, for the WWE. She seemed awesome. She had she got who she was. You can mm-hmm. see that now. She's kind of like a badass, comes out to like women's metal, nice. wears like the, the leather jacket and stuff, and carries herself like a monster heel. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also Reyna Gonzalez. Uh, there was Vanessa Craven. And uh, Killer Kelly is kind of a monster. She's a little shorter. Um, and there was one other. Oh, Kavita Devi, mm-hmm. who they're kind of playing as a giant baby face, which I think is weird. Wasn't she uh, on the heel status last year? I I can't remember, but like she, they're not. They don't really seem to be playing her as a heel mm-hmm. at all. Uh, she thankfully was not wearing orange this year, girl. I don't know why you'd be wearing that orange. But uh, all of the tall, strong women, none of them made it past the first round except for Rhea. Mm. And then R- Rhea was the only like heel going in because we made predictions in between, right? Yeah. And so my predictions for like the second round, we were wrong on a few. And it was because we thought they'd want more heels, but yeah. they kind of, they just didn't care. They just, they just yeah. were pushing whoever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm disappointed to hear that they, none of the, you know, big girls, whether it, whichever way you want to interpret that right. made it very far. I feel like because they don't know what to do with the one monster girl that they have. I have to absolutely agree that they don't want to, like they don't know what to do with them. So they don't, want to push them that far even though they're really great like some of them are really great and it, and they should be the simplest ones to know what to do with yeah. Vanessa Craven has been working for years she looked great mm. like her outfit was very like um uh, nightmare before Christmas mm. nice, nice. and um and Sienna was there but she she had a different name I think it was Ashley or something I don't remember um but these are women who really know how to be big strong heels who hit you and that's all you have to do with the with a big heel is their their motivation, their goal is to beat everybody up because they are the biggest. Yeah, that's what you do with the guys. Yep, just do that with the girls. You don't have to make it about factions or feelings or mm. any of just they're warrior women. Yeah, that's let them hit things. You know, they could do a nice sort of Zena Gabrielle tag team. Going yes, soon, which you know? they, they almost teased, I feel, with Alexa and, and Naya. And yeah, they, they never like, blah, 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 commit blah. to it, you cowards. Commit. Uh, commit. Commit to it. Um, they had a dark match that was the the tall monster girls who had already been eliminated versus the tiny baby faces who had already been eliminated. Um, and it was pretty entertaining. Although the ending I didn't get. At the end, the two other monster girls turned on the third one and then left her. Wow. To be fed upon by the tiny vultures, that's but I, I was like, "Did I miss something? Why would no?" That's weird. <laughs> All right. No. Um, so we were ta- we, you talked about ring gear a bit. Mm-hmm. Who had the best ring gear? Because oh, choosing the best. Everybody listening so knows hard. how much we like. We ring do gear. love ring gear. Yeah. There was so so much good ring gear going on. I'm I'm gonna tell you a few while I try to okay. think which one was a favorite. MJ Jenkins came out with this uh, puffy kind of shiny jacket, just a small thing, right? Just mm-hmm. this jacket, but it told you her entire personality within the first few seconds. I loved that. Um, uh, Io Shirai wore her normal ring gear, which is, uh, it looks almost like a dress. It's kind of like a bodice. It clips mm-hmm. uh, and her big uh, tiger mask that goes with it. So she just looks like a sparkly evil queen. Yes. It's very beautiful. Um, I think Sienna still had her, her big feathers. Um, there's just a lot of, 
a big what's the word the a piece that you take off but it's a I can't remember the word that I'm looking for (laughs) but it it was just a bunch of really beautiful showy items where they had to take them off yes so like the leather jacket that Rhea took off it's similar to Charlotte who takes off her her robe Mm -hmm. every woman had their thing that they wore and they took off except again this jesse chick who just took off her glasses and i was like now you just look like a normal chick what is your gimmick i don't get it um let's see if i had any other notes about beautiful beautiful clothing and while you think about that just like to let everybody listening know that you're a good person i don't agree (laughs) <laughs> and we want you to take care of yourself and oh, drink water. How could I forget? Uh, Mako and Hiroyo. Ah. Um, Mako's gear was like red velvet. Ooh. It was this deep, deep, beautiful red. And so like it, Nakamura's pants? No, way better than his Ooh. pants. Way, way better. Um, and then looked like the kind of thing you might see on like a ceremonial robe if you're watching like an old Japanese movie where like mm-hmm. a priestess or something would have like, so she had all these bows and these ties and these obis and just like, and she came out in this cloak and she'd come out and she'd bow very formally in her very specific order. And then when she'd take it off, she would throw it over the side of the top rope, but she'd throw it like to the side and with her left leg pointed up. So it was almost like its own little nice. move, like how a, a samurai might prepare their sword a, in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. She would do that every time when taking off um, her robe and it just became just this beautiful show. And she had a few different variations of her costume, but each one just looked really lush. And like, I just kept thinking about Okami, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, she's like a temple warrior. It's beautiful. And Hiroyo was very similar to Asuka and a lot of bright colors and tiger stripes mm-hmm. and like hot auntie yeah. will beat you up. Yep. Uh, buy, buy all that tiger print and then beat that ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who was the most, cause okay. So my thing about the parade of uh, participants that I like the best about it is it's the most like choosing your fighter in a, a video game. Yes. So whose uh, entrance was most video game, like fight game. I think, like I said, um, Mako was definitely a, a big point because she did her thing every time. Um, Casey Catanzaro, mm-hmm. I believe is how you say her name. She's a ninja warrior. I didn't expect a lot from her, and I was really surprised. She's, I would even say she's done a better job of transitioning than so far Ronda Rousey has. Um, her entrance is that she comes up to one of the ring posts, and she walks up it. Like like a monkey walks up a pole, nice. just like hands and feet are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just do-do-do-do-do-do-do, hops over the top. It was a small thing, but it's something I've never seen anyone do. It She did it like perfectly all the time she did it. And it just looked really fun. And it told you again about her character. And also she was just really, she was great. She was, she was doing the stuff she knew how to do. She had great charisma. Like she, she was definitely my like kind of breakout mm-hmm. surprise person. Um, MJ Jenkins did her dance coming out. So she very high energy. Um, uh, EO and, oh, I want to say, yeah, Eo more than than Hiroyo. Uh, Eo comes out and she does her perch up and then take all of her beautiful clothing stuff off. Um, let's see, anybody else do anything cool? Not really. And then I liked Rhea's entrance just because it told you who she was immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm the big badass. Here I am. Rawr. Uh, and who beyond, I mean, we mentioned a couple of people that impressed you coming out of the gate. So like who was the one that most impressed you that you either had no idea about or had low expectations of. It definitely Casey for the little, no idea or low expectations. Um, 
I knew that Mako was going to be amazing, but I did not know to what extent she was going to be amazing. Hiroyo, I'd never heard of before, and I didn't expect her to be as awesome as she was. She totally won me over by like partway through her match. I was just like, I love this auntie, mm-hmm. and I want to go shopping with her and then beat up thugs with her mm-hmm. because she's the best. Um, I think those are them. And Rhea, I didn't expect her to come so hard. Like <laughs> She came back and she had this character. So they definitely stuck out to me. Um, there were a few people that were a little worse than I thought they'd be. Mm. Oh, you know who surprised me? Zia Lee. Oh, from okay. last year's Mayan Classic, um, who was the first Chinese women's wrestler. Yeah, she had a match with Karen Q, who was also Asian, and they started the match off. They like did a bow, and then they had a little kung fu battle. And now I could be uh, a pessimistic person that I am and be like. They're just doing this because they're Asian, mm-hmm. except that it was so fun and so cool. Like yeah. them treating each other like honored warrior, da, 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 just yeah. fighting. And then they stopped, they bowed again and started the actual wrestling match. And mm-hmm. it was just like, yes. <laughs> um, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Cause it was just such a cool moment. Again, like we've mentioned before, the women don't get a lot of chances to be warriors. Yeah. They, they seem to always have to be something else as their motivations. And um, this was to, Kung Fu Warriors, oddly enough, beating to have a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zaya has come a long way, her her energy and her confidence. And then Karen Q is dope. I've never heard of her before. Um, but they both just had really high energy. And when they came out a second time, the crowd really popped for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the first time I could hear the crowd getting real. They were um, dueling chants. People mm-hmm. were cheering for both of them. And Very that's good. usually a big deal. So do you think like of the people that, uh, I'm trying to figure out how the best way. So of the people that you were most impressed of and had the best like crowd showing, how many of them do you think will actually make it onto the like US roster and do their thing? I think Casey definitely because they are clearly in love with her. I think Rhea, they've, they've already put her in the UK. So I yeah. guess that's where she stays. But hopefully she comes over to NXT sometimes mm-hmm. and, and fights it out. I don't know why they've put her over there. Um, yeah, because she seems like she maybe they have like awesome. a ten woman limit for all of their US <laughs> shows. Maybe or maybe it's something to do with Tony Storm um, mm. and who will eventually have the UK's women's title because of course just because she won it now doesn't mean it will stay. Yeah, um, I'm hoping they do more with Diana, but I have to say I was I was pitting her to win the whole thing, mm-hmm. Diana Perazzo, the virtuosa, but she came off as more muted in her mm. personality than I've ever seen her before. She's very like withdrawn and reserved and she'd do her perfect little bow and then she'd have a match. And I don't think that that slight alteration to her character really works for her. Mm-hmm. It's technically not a big change to her character. Yeah. She is the virtuoso. That, that's like her thing, virtuosa. But it's, it's just like a slight change that made her less interesting. Mm. And so I hope that they still keep her on and don't like kind of count this against her. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see more Lacey Lane, but she kind of shit the bed. And I'm not sure if it's because she hurt herself Mm -hmm. or if she just got so nervous. But I've seen her have better matches than she had there. Um, uh, Someone who was terrible. Can I talk about someone who was terrible? Yes, you may. Oh, my God. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Zeoxis, I think. Um, She was one of the masked wrestlers. She's the one who last year there was Princessa Suhei. And um, Princessa Suhei has been unmasked. Oh. Zaxis is the woman who unmasked her. Oh. Um, she was so bad. 
she had a match with uh, I think it was Errol Monroe mm. and Errol Monroe is fun she's very fun to watch uh, P.S. she's married to Cedric Alexander yes and so you could sometimes guess who was coming out by who was in the crowd. So Cedric and his daughter come out and you're like, oh, I bet you Ariel's next. So then, okay, cool. Ariel comes out and she's trying her best, but like, I don't know if it was a communication mm-hmm. issue, but like this girl ain't ducking the clothesline. She's know. just, she is fumbling all around um, and she wins. The Wait, crowd, what? The crowd booed so hard. The little girl started crying. <laughs> Cedric was just like consoling. Oh, come on, come on. She's okay. Look, and yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, because I think it was like a Spanish fly too that was the the um, the finishing move. Which if you're a little kid and you watch your mom just get taken out like that, yeah, maybe I'd cry. Yeah. Um, they later did a dark match, and Cedric and her came back out, and her mom, uh, Candice LeRae, showed up oh. to help, and they won. Like Ariel Monroe teamed up with Candice LeRae, which suggests to me that they do see that Ariel Monroe is gonna go places, yeah. which is exciting. And then the little girl was cr- so happy and oh. cheering, and the cameras were like all in her face. So I think that they see the potential for her there. Yeah, I feel like um, Ariel has a really strong internet presence like her twitter game is real good yeah um and she's like real buff which i appreciate yes. i like swole. i like me my yes big swole I, I appreciate my buff ladies like who aren't just muscular but like buff actually buff yes yeah. um mj jenkins i think mm-hmm. they're gonna bring her on because she was in the same performance center um um audition I can't remember right now what it's called um but with uh, my boyfriend ah. and um so he met her there and he kind of said he felt like they were probably going to pick her and they seemed to like her and the crowd really liked her so I think they they do pay attention to that sort of thing the energy she brought I think her wrestling wasn't the most polished there mm-hmm. and again I don't know if she was just nervous because she has been wrestling for three years so she should have been in my opinion like a little tighter um there's somebody else who I remember, I feel like they're going to keep. Oh, um, Mia Yim mm. and Mercedes Martinez. I still don't know what's up with Mercedes Martinez because they should have brought her into the WWE yeah, like already. years ago. Yeah. But with Mia Yim, um, she's just gotten better and better and better. And her matches all were considered really great matches. And after her match with, I think it was Mako, um, the crowd started chanting, please sign Mia, mm-hmm. please sign Mia. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. No, it was her match against Tony. Mm-hmm. And um, tri- when so they all ch- chanted that, whatever. A few matches later, Triple H came out to call the quarterfinals or semifinals, and the crowd starts chanting again, please mm-hmm. sign Mia, please sign Mia. And he looks around for a second, he goes, okay. <laughs> and so the crowd like cheers, they're yeah. so happy, and he's like, but you're not, that's it, you're not bossing me around anymore. Okay. Triple H is such a dad, guys. He is he super came, daddy, yeah. He came out and like opened the, the show, and I got a little emotional. He's just hearing his gruff voice as he talks with such pride about his girls, you know? Mm. And he doesn't call them girls either. That's just the vibe you get from him is like, these are my daughters yes. and I'm so proud of them all. Oh, I'm so proud of all my wrestling babies. Right, all my little wrestling babies. And you know, when he was hugging people towards the end too and raising their hands up even when they lost, like he's just so such a good showman. Yeah, And you know, he's the real women's evolution. It's like, not Stephanie. It is not <laughs> Stephanie. Real talk. Real it's talk. It's not Stephanie. It is absolutely not Stephanie. It's Triple H. Yeah. And I hope that their daughters who want to become wrestlers manage to get him to agree because I bet you it's Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen those like he, his kids, the baby, they work out with him like in his so like home gym. Yep. So they're like these tiny little babies doing presses and stuff. 
You're the strongest, the strongest five-year-olds on the block. <laughs> the strongest five-year-olds. It's like, um, excuse me, uh, Mr. H, uh, your daughter put uh, Emily in a headlock <laughs> and uh, put uh, Brandon in a figure four, and I feel like that's not appropriate. We're just for the gonna playground. need you to have a talk with them about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, boundaries. But, I mean, you know, there was some interesting. Um, losers in this too people mm-hmm. i didn't expect to i don't know go the way they went or or some i kind of did but was still somehow still like surprised about it um conti the brazilian girl with the black belt mm-hmm. i guess her gimmick is i'm crazy I'm, i know i know martial arts but i'm crazy <laughs> like she does all she, this like face like licking around her uh, mouth and like big giant eyes and like Wah! So you're saying that she doesn't know Kung Fu. She knows crazy. I know crazy. Um, yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, the way she got knocked out was kind of interesting to me. Um, I knew Priscilla Kelly wasn't going to go far if the gods were kind. Because right. why? Zaya Brookside, though, was in the first round and her match was against Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. And um, so I see Robbie Brookside, her dad. He's one of the trainers at NXT. He's standing uh, in, in the corner spot and he just has the stereotypical stiff upper lip. I am a British father and my normally son is about to go and do something and I'm very nervous for him, but as a British man, I cannot show emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I will give him the nod to show him that I am very proud. I, okay. For those of you who've known me for a while, I am very emotional. When it comes to father daughter relationships. Like that's what gets me. I think because I didn't get one. Thanks a lot, dad. Whoop. Um, but so seeing him come out, trying not to look nervous, but looking somehow incredibly nervous for his daughter, Zaya comes out and she's super peppy, a great baby face to get beat up. And she's going against Eo. So I was like, oh, okay, Zaya's getting eliminated right now, um, which was just very surprising. And after, and as she comes out, you know, I kind of expected they would keep to this very British thing of like a nod, maybe a handshake at most, but most people ignored their significant others that were there. Most people or their friends or whatever, they ignored them. They would just come into the ring like they weren't there. Mm-hmm. She runs to her father and gives him the biggest hug and then finishes her lap around the ring. And I was Aww. just like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. So many feelings. And then when she lost his face of just very quiet concern, I was like, this is beautiful. I hope you guys are catching all of this on camera. And if you guys don't do more of this WWE with the dads and the, the daughters, I hope that there is some anime creator (laughs) or manga creator out there watching this and like, Oh, we should do a wrestling. You really should. There's so many, like you're saying, there's so many daughters of wrestlers Mm -hmm. who are, who've become wrestlers or becoming wrestlers enough that it could be like a thing. It could, it could totally be some sort of faction or storyline or something else more than it is. But I would love a show where it's like we were all great warriors, but somehow we all ended up with daughters. So we've had to train them all yes. to be the sons we never had. Yeah, yeah. I I could get down with that. That'd be good. I could too. Uh, and maybe they could do like a thing where it was like wrestling, but also fighting uh, like creatures, so they could have like nice school, like transformation sequences. Well, then I also want them to have babies with the second generation wrestler boys, so they could oh, just yes. form dynasties yes. of warriors. Yes. Yeah, that's the, all. The bloodlines will yes. be strong. Good. Good. I'm glad we're always on the same page mm-hmm. with weird shit. Yeah, we are. <laughs> the weirdest. And yet not weird. Um, so before we get to kind of round by round, we're I want to ask 
so they are doing this thing about you know before the evolution pay-per-view they're doing this like whole storyline with dana brooke of like oh you're gonna wrestle and if you win then maybe you can get a slot on the pay-per-view but i'm like you guys literally have like 12 female wrestlers so put them all you're, you're all who's gonna make it all all of them are going to make all. it on to the point where you guys are talking about bringing back people who retired 10 years ago because you probably don't have enough people. Not that I don't want to see them and that they don't deserve to be on this pay-per-view, but I'm just saying like, if it's going to go as long as a standard pay-per-view, which is what, four or five hours, right. you got to bring everybody. And if it goes any shorter, so I will protest, me. not watch SmackDown for a very long time. Yeah. Come on guys. <laughs> not raw, but SmackDown just, just cause it's shorter. Yes. Um, so how many of the people do you think are going to come up on evolution? I hope a few of them. I hope to see Eo there. I'd love to see Mako there. Oh my God. I don't think they would, but I would mm -hmm. love to see her there. Seeing Mako with the like other established talent would mean a lot to me because she's the OG yeah. who is like still a killer. You, I, I, if I were in a ring with her, I'd be terrified. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, can I just tap right now? Just put me in a hold real quick. I'm just going to tap because I don't want you to kick me in the head. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could do Mako Asuka, which would be... Oh, my God. I'm a Yeah. Um, Tony Storm, I think, is going to get there, especially since she didn't win the UK um, mm -hmm. championship. Although, I, I, and I think they said whoever won the UK championship would be defending it there. So we okay. are going to see Rhea Ripley there. Whether it's Rhea versus Tony, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, oh, no, it can't be because the, the, it's actually going to be Tony versus Io. So never mind. We are going to see, but I forgot, yes. sorry, that the That's finals, good. the Mayang finals are going to be there. I'm just talking crazy, y'all. Yeah. So we're going to see Io and Tony there. We're going to see Rhea there because she has to defend her title. Mm -hmm. um, so who else from there? I'd love to see Mia Yim mm -hmm. make it, especially after the really great crowd, uh, crowd reaction to it. Um, I'm trying to think who else had a really strong showing. So like, like I said, I'd love to see Mako get back there. If Caitlyn came back, mm -hmm. which could make sense because she's old school and they're bringing old school people back. Um, and then again, I'd love to see Casey get her chance to, to be shown, but I could also see her working her way up through NXT. So I don't think yeah. she needs it. Bring yeah. Mercedes Martinez there. You bastards, you cowards, cowards, <laughs> the most cowards of cowards. Okay. So let's, we did a lot of general thoughts. We did a lot of touching on, uh, the overall vibe. Um, oh, there's one thing we didn't talk mm, about. Yes. Uh, it was just kind of an adorable thing. Oh, yes. After every match, there was a specific way that they wanted the wrestlers to end it. So they, the match would end and they would usually have the winner stand for a while while the recap was being shown. And then the winner would need to do their winner face mm -hmm. to the camera and then they would need to leave. And there was a specific way that the loser needed to leave and all this stuff. And so the people who were in charge of this were the camera people and the refs, <laughs> which you wouldn't normally expect, but like it was just watching refs, like just hurting people. No, 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 nope. Stay here. Nope. Don't. No, okay. Now you need to go. You need to go. You mm -hmm. need to go. None of this bound. You need to go. Um, so it was just really funny watching the kind of clash between indie style, which might involve staying, giving a handshake, mm -hmm. all that stuff and producer style, which is you do as I say, because we have a thing to do. Yes. <laughs> um, you stand here and you wait. Right. It mm -hmm. was just really cute and fun and just interesting to see that little behind the scenes aspect that you you don't actually see it like wwe shows yeah. it's so coordinated i feel that you don't you don't need that um but because this was a tournament it was just very organized it, it, the curtain was pulled back a few times for mm -hmm. us how many matches were there like because you were there for a long, so, so how many matches, many matches. <laughs> so was it so everybody came out and did 
did it twice in one match, like two matches in one day? Was it like, two, like how was the pacing of that? There were, I believe, 16 matches on day one. Ooh. And then on day two, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There were more than eight matches. I think there were 10 mm-hmm. because there were the eight matches and then there were at least two um Sorry, there were way more than eight. My bad. I forgot to to count the quarterfinals and the and the semis. It were there were a ton of matches um, because they but they had some of the losers from the first matches come out and do dark matches mm. in between to give people time to rest. Okay, and I didn't write that down the order or anything because uh, I'm dumb and I was <laughs> watching the show. Um, but there were there were a lot. It felt like it went on forever. Um, and I felt most bad for the girls in the quarterfinals. No, I think it was the semifinals that I felt most bad for. Let me check my notes. Um, yes, because of the injury with Tegan, mm-hmm. you could tell that Eo's match was um, indie style and Michael Cole was standing up to call it. So mm-hmm. in other words, he had no notes for that match. And I could tell immediately again, I was like, look at this match. Look at the structure. This yeah. is way more like an indie match than a TV match. These are two women who are pulling out their normal stuff and they're just going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was great. I still, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but it, I don't know. It was, it was just fun to see kind of the production and what they could do and what they could pull out. But you knew they, they were tired. They yeah. were trying not to get injured because they needed to get to the next round. Yeah. Any mistake was something that they'd beat themselves up way more for than they would on an indie show because this is televised. Mm-hmm. And like uh, twice in the May Young Classic that I saw, um, someone going for a springboard slipped and oh, fell no. down. Like uh, MJ, I think, was one of them. And then I think Casey might have been the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but two two small girls, I do remember that, missed their like springboard or their bounce or they're getting onto the rope. No, actually, it was Lacey. Lacey was the other uh, one. Okay. And in one of the matches, uh, Lacey's very short, by the way, in case, in case anyone watching has never seen her really wrestle. Um, she doesn't look like she's as short as she is. She's got a normal-sized torso and face and then tiny, tiny legs. <laughs> um, so th- one of them like slipped... And they they didn't do a great job of covering up that it was a fuck up and blah, 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 you know, but she had, she had to go back and go to do the move again because this is for television. Yeah. And maybe in an indie show, she would have slipped. They'd have done a little more work and then they would have tried again. But because of this show, mm-hmm. she slipped, immediately went to go and do the move again. And then the other one, um, when the slip happened, the heel pretended to like reach and grab and try to mm. get her. And that did a really great job of making it seem like the heel had made her yeah. fall. So it just like made you appreciate minor things and what you can do in that situation. And for someone who's going to potentially be wrestling for television in the mm-hmm. future, it was a lot of great uh, tips and stuff for me to watch as well. Yeah. And do you think that they were told like, if you mess up, then you're going to just get back up and try to move again? I absolutely think so yeah. because I think they, they needed the shot. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like a little bit of work and going back into it. And they have they have stricter time limits because they're filming for TV. They can't they don't have time to go work up, get over here. Okay, I'm going to send you over here and then you're going to do this. And they they don't really have time. Yeah. So they had to just make it work. Make it work. A real true Tim Gunn moment. You got to make it work for. Hey, you know, I contain multiple multitudes. I watch fashion shows. (laughs) I watch dancing shows. I I watch wrestling multitudes. Um, so, okay, so let's run this down then now more specifically. Um, we talked about most of the matches, but I want to get kind of get your thoughts about anything that we haven't mentioned before. So. Yeah, so I'll just run down them kind of quick. Yeah. 
Um, Tegan Knox versus Zatara. I wanted to see more of Zatara. She was another um, luchadora. I thought she was way superior to Zexies, and mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe because she was younger, they didn't want to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea versus MJ. Uh, as I mentioned, Rhea's just looking great. MJ has a really good energy. Uh, Lacey Lane versus Vanessa Craven. I I wanted Lacey to win, but Vanessa was so cool. This was one of those matches where I was like, I just don't want them to face each other right, in the first right. round. Uh, Mako and Killer Kelly, like I said, favorite match of the whole tournament. Um, Deanna versus Priscilla Kelly. If anyone knows Priscilla Kelly, she normally does like um, sexual stuff and pretending mm. to lick booty holes in the middle of matches. Oh. Um not my favorite wrestler. <laughs> uh, Surprise. But she has a cool look. So I wonder if that's why they just threw her in there to get mm. ate up, kind of what they did with Renee Michelle last mm. year. Um, as I mentioned, sex season, Ariel was um, fans booed. <laughs> like, I think that was the only match where fans like actually booed the finish. Um, Casey versus Reyna. Um, what was interesting to me, so I already mentioned Casey came off really awesome is at the end they did that whole thing where like Raina's maybe going to not shake her hand and be mm-hmm. mean but then Raina like picks her up and puts her on the shoulders Aww. and they turn to the crowd it's like here I am with my tiny friend so adorable um, I actually went to the bathroom and Mercedes um, had her uh, no actually that wasn't this one it was the next one um, Mercedes versus uh, Madison Rain mm-hmm. happened and that was interesting because Madison Rain is from um, TNA originally yeah. Uh, very solid match. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't my favorite kind of match because it was a lot of um, groundwork. Mm. Uh, Caitlin versus Kavita Devi. This is where I went to the bathroom. So I actually didn't see this match oh, no. at all. I was so mad. Um, and this was another example. Of, like all of the big girls were getting getting squashed. Tony Storm faced Ginny, which she's probably had that match eighty times by now. Yeah. So they they worked well together. That's what they do. I already mentioned that dope ass kung fu fight. Um, mm-hmm. Karen lost, but I immediately was like, I want to see more Karen. Mm-hmm. So that's a really great sign. They had Mia Yim versus Sienna in the first round, and I kind of wondered if they were jobbing Sienna out because she's with Impact. Mm. Because so they had her lose, which was kind of weird to have her lose in the first round. Yeah. Because again, she's another big tall monster girl. She knows what she's doing. She looks great in the ring. And then when they had her in the the dark match, the three man. She was the one who was abandoned by the other two teammates, teammates, and like left to get beat up. Hmm. And I was like, "Are they doing this to be shady?" Um, mm, they probably. might have been. Yeah. Uh, Mia had a part in this match where she yelled at Shelton Benjamin, "What are you? What are you doing here? Why are you here?" And like her and uh, and Shelton had like a little yelling thing, and I was like, "What? What? Am I missing some crucial yeah. information to explain why this is? I don't know. If you know." Well, we might know. Once it airs, it might make yeah. more sense. Um, Haroyo versus um, Rachel Ellering. I knew Rachel Ellering and was just really blown away by Haroyo, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, crowd was won over by her, too. I think the crowd wanted to cheer for Rachel, but halfway through the match, the crowd was cheering for both of them. Um, Tainara Conti versus Jesse Elliman. That Tainara is the... the I always forget her first name, Conti. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the one who has the weird, I'm being creepy and... Um, I'm glad she won though because Jesse was really boring. Sorry uh-huh. to keep telling you you're boring, Jesse. I hope you don't listen. Nope. Nicole Matthews versus um, Isla Dawn, I think is how you say it. Nicole, I've actually trained under uh, for a, a, a wrestling seminar mm-hmm. and she taught me a lot of really cool stuff that I've incorporated as far as like um, holds and intent and viciousness. She mm-hmm. takes a lot of her wrestling style from Daniel Bryan. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I was excited to see her in there. And um, Isla Dawn or Isla Dawn, I can never remember how to say her name. She had a really cute like gear on. It was kind of almost like, I am a vampire. Hello. 
Um, like a vampire. Maybe they, if they bring her on, they could get do a little like supernatural uh, uh, stable with the uh, yeah. iconics, or team her up with Alistair Black. Yeah, you know, like do some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Io Shirai versus Zaya, like I, I talked about a bit. She was decimated. Oh, there was one thing I forgot to mention. Io gave, went to give her moon salt, and as she's going up there, I'm like, Zaya's way too far away. Mm. But Io put her there, so I knew Zaya was going to stay there. And then Io does it, and she was too far away, and poor Zaya took some knees straight oh. to the to the gut. Yeah. Um, and then the second time, the second match that Io did her moonsault, she was a little closer, and then it took to the third batch for her to start landing her moonsaults. <laughs> so I wonder if the, the ring is, was very different than the ring she was used to. Probably. I mean, that kind of like distance judgment, that'd be weird to all of a sudden not be able to figure out how far you are from your intended target. Right. So in the next round, um, I had some predictions and I really thought like, oh, Caitlin's going to win. Um, Casey's going to win because she seemed really great. Mercedes is going to win. Um, everyone else we thought w- was going to win did win though. Mm-hmm. Rhea, Rhea won, Lacey won, uh, Io won, Tony and Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a lot different than what I would have predicted as far as like who they seem to favor. Yeah. And like I said, getting rid of all, all of the heels. Um, the Lacey versus Tainara Conti match was really short. And that's why I wonder if Lacey was actually maybe injured. Yeah. Cause like I said, she wasn't performing up to her normal level. And then this match was just like done immediately. Mm. Um, Tony storm versus Hiroyo made me love Hiroyo even more. And she ended up losing, but I was just like, please, please come back forever mm-hmm. and, and constantly be here. Forever and ever. I was really surprised to see Mako was going to face Mercedes because I, I really thought Mercedes was going to get farther. But nope, they're just going to continue to job out this veteran with a big old booty and cute face. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all are doing. Um, <laughs> a lot of people considered this one the best match of the night. Just mm-hmm. got again some this is awesome chance. Um, they were hitting each other so hard. I was having sympathy pains. Mm. Io Shirai had a match with Zayxis, the uh, really bad luchadora. <laughs> Even Io Shirai, perhaps the greatest wrestler on the planet, Couldn't could make that not work. make her look good. Uh, the struggle, the struggle. <laughs> could not make her look good. Just terrible. Um, and that's how I know she's really bad. I don't feel bad about saying it. Mm. Um, Diana and Xyli had a match. Um, of course, Diana won. Uh, again, like I said, her gimmick was slightly muted and everyone was sad to see Zaya go, which was which was cool. Mm-hmm. And then Tegan versus Nicole Matthews. Uh, this was the match that gave me the first hint that they might have wanted Tegan to go kind of far um, because they, they had her beat Nicole. Uh, there were quite a few wardrobe malfunctions during oh. um, this tournament. And, and this one had one of them where the pants were slipping down. Her and, and Mia Yim both had pants that were going too far down and like showing their, their butt crack every oh, no. few moves. Um, and then Nicole's thing eventually like snapped, mm. like one of her strings on her on her shirt. So I wonder if some of them brought gear and then WWE was like, nope, you have to find a replacement very quickly. Right. And if, if something like that was the case, cause I've also never seen this gear for Nicole, but, yeah. but I could be wrong. Um, and then Mia versus Caitlin. Um, I don't remember the match at all, but Oops. I'm sure it was good. Yeah. Uh, for the quarterfinals, it was Mako versus Lacey. So I was like, all right, bye Lacey. <laughs> um, and it was by Lacey. Eel versus Deanna, which I was really happy to see that at least they do understand what they have with Deanna. Mm-hmm. She might not be going to win the whole thing, but they know that she's really good, really solid. For anyone who hasn't caught the previous episode, she was the one who was the masked woman in the Alexa Bliss, Mickey James situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Tony and Mia had a great match. Uh, another This Is Awesome. Please sign Mia Chance, like I mentioned. It was it was just a showstopper. And then uh, Rhea versus Tegan was the one with the injury. In the semifinals, um, like I said, Triple H came out first and got we got him to sign Mia. Mm-hmm. We did it, guys. <laughs> it was us. High five. Um, the highest of fives. We did it. Uh, Tony versus Mako uh, was my third favorite match of the tournament. All three of my favorite matches were Mako matches because she was just so good. Um, she was kicking the crap out of Tony. Mm. Good thing Tony's already been to Japan and she knows about those kicks. Um, at the end of this, this was a really beautiful moment. Um, Kari Sane comes out mm-hmm. and she gives uh, flowers to Tony and um, Triple H meets Mako as she's walking out. He just comes out all of a sudden, just raises her hand. So the crowd just loses their mind because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, you know, she just blew our minds away. Um, and in the next match with Io versus Rhea, like I said, I could tell this was definitely more of an indie style match. Um, Rhea was able to use that heat from hurting Tegan, even though mm. Tegan hurt herself to get booed. Um, Kari again came out, but this time, you know, Io is someone she's worked with a lot. So this time she was like crying. It was this really emotional thing mm. and everybody talked and Triple H and Sarah Amato came out at the end and it was just really beautiful. And I hope that when it airs, the beauty of an emotion of those moments comes through the camera, right? So right. That, that's what I'm interested to see how different this looks on television um, versus how it felt being there and feeling the emotions of the night. That was a lot of wrestling. It was. <laughs> so this, uh, you know, the semifinals are going to be EO and Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which I think we were, I think we said EO was probably going to be on it initially. Well, right. I knew, I didn't think EO was going to win the whole thing because yeah. they had um, Kari win last year. And I, it turns out if the rumors were true, I was right. They yeah. weren't going to have EO win the whole thing. Um but I wonder if Rhea winning the NXT UK Women's Championship has something to do with Tony and is like a hint about who's going to win between the two of them. Maybe. Maybe. It's hard it, uh, It's hard to say because like, especially since, you know, I'm, I'm learning of all these matches secondhand and things like that. And because we have the wild card of the pay-per-view, like I can't quite figure out how they're going to approach this right and i don't know how many people they're going to because if they're if they're taking everyone from nxt uk and regular nxt like they're basically pulling women from all of their rosters to fill out this pay-per-view right so does that mean are they going to use the heat from this pay-per-view to draw more eyes to nxt are they going to move people up from nxt to the main rosters again are they going to do that thing where we keep talking about having a damn women's only show that's like an hour or whatever or tag teams or tag team show like if they had a whole show that was just tag teams i would a hundred i would watch i any i would watch it (laughs) It just just give me a woman's only show that's all i'm asking so eo faced Rhea, but was apparently supposed to face tegan and potentially lose Mm -hmm. which means now either so this is why it's hard either eo has fully taken tegan's place so eo wins or now tony has to win which might be why Tony didn't get the UK Women's right. Championship um, because they didn't want EO to win and it be two Japanese wrestlers in a row. Yeah, I mean, but I also feel like they, I don't, I don't think they would mind at this point because again, they're still courting uh, Japan as, a, as an audience really, really hard. And I don't think it would, I don't think they would mind. I don't think it was what they were going for, but I don't think they would mind. Because like to me, 
they still have i mean it, for me it's more of a why would any of the japanese wrestlers want to win because like if you look at where oscar is right now like why would they want to be on you know the wwe's flagship shows because right. they don't let you do anything i would assume just money the well, one the yeah. one good thing about going to wwe is that if you leave wwe you can ask for so much more money yeah uh, for anywhere else you go from then on sure so it, you know i mean for sure get on the show and everything like that i just don't like i don't i don't know i don't know why you would you you should be on nxt you should get a really great following from nxt and then maybe bone out like that's yeah. kind of my thing because like if they're not gonna let you do what you sh- right. should be doing then why would you be there when you could be somewhere else? Right. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But like, look at Emma. She's traveling all over now and she's making money on the indie scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's in large part because she was in the WWE. I mean, mostly, right? Because yeah. yeah, she was a good, always a solid wrestler. But now she's WWE's Emma. Right. Um, and that's what people are buying tickets for. So people yeah. know that, you know, she's making more money. Um, any, any other thoughts on the Mae Young Classic? Um, I'm, it's going to be really interesting to see how the matches play out. Like when I actually get to see them, I think it, I, I appreciate your description of all, everything that went down. I'm glad that the crowd was actually a good crowd for this and not like being jerks because always a coin toss with that. Yep. Um, and it'll be really interesting. Yeah. To see who ends up because I know they, they were really big on Tony. They, they've been big on Tony. So I, I'm not entirely sure how they're going to work that out, but it'll be interesting to see how that how Definitely. That works. And there may be some clues as well because it seemed like the people who sat in the crowd mattered, right? Right. So, you know, it might be that the people who Ember Moon and Alexa Bliss were out for, you know, that wrestler is going to be a big deal or mm-hmm. the people that the um, the Riot Squad came out for, um, you know. So it's it's fun to try and play these guessing games yeah. and to see how it lines up. Um, so I'm, I'm can't wait. I can't wait to watch it this week and every week. Give me more. All the wrestling. Give uh, it to me. Give, give it me to all me. the women's just, wrestling. Just I it into me. Like, I don't understand why you're not giving me this thing that I want. Just give it to me. You already cut Baron Corbin's hair and you cut <laughs> Dean Ambrose's you're hair right. and we, see how well that worked yep, out for you. We've now been you, speaking this into existence. I'm just saying, give, give me my show. Yes. Good. And leggings happened guys. I don't know if you saw that, but mm-hmm. like they're not on the WWE website, but they're, uh, they're through, uh, they're licensed, yeah. officially licensed. See, just get, just give it, just Make give it, it, give it. So that ends our show. <laughs> Please donate $3 to Kofi.com slash Sarah, the rebel for a shout out on our next episode to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at women wrestling F <laughs> and promote the heck out of us. If you liked what you heard T money, where can people find you? You can find me on the tweets and the Instagram at misfits tomorrow. And you can find me at Sarah the Rebel everywhere. And Sarah has an H. As God intended. As God intended. All right, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye.